who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. PlayStation. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond. I've 298. Oh, it's getting close. Oh, man. it's Holy so crap. close. We're really close. We're spitting distance oh, to 300, God. they say. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. What are you wearing on your head? I don't know. It's it's a, a Tupperware container. You're wearing a Tupperware bowl on your head. Right, now, you're, now you're doing it like the peanut when he dances. <laughs> Top for the muffin to you. So. I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, I'll put this part of the podcast <laughs> up. I think this thing is related to nothing. Come to IGN.com, find the article, you'll find the embed video of Colin Top of the Muffin to <laughs> Top you. Top of the Muffin to you. Yeah. And joining us by fan requests. Uh-oh. He's like Batgirl on the old Adam West is that- Batman <laughs> show. My Italian meatball, Brian Altano. Blah, 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 blah. Ooh, blah. That, was, that was bad. Just, yeah. just let Altano handle that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I do it like an iguana. That's why I do two. One for me, one for you. And then no, you okay. <laughs> I never do that. That's that's really sweet. Thanks I for doing that, that for us. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Goldfarb. Sick, apparently. What happened to Andrew Goldfarb? His tummy hurts. He, to- he tosses cookies? You know, we just went to lunch no. with him an hour ago, so what, what happened? Did he, he didn't even eat. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, he just he just bounced out. I saw you pressing on his abdomen. You worried about a... Or he was pressing on his own I abdomes. told him to. Well, because I, I know everything about stomach pains, Greg. Yeah, I know you do. You, you have a lot of them. Uh, yeah, a lot of stomach problems. Are you the IGN of stomach pains? Yeah. Yeah, basically. I give this pain a 9.5. <laughs> I just had... I've had, like, really Is bad stomach good? problems my whole life. <laughs> so, I was just seeing if it was, like, if you thought... You know, you can kind of preliminarily see if it's, like, an internal organ problem, if it hurts when you press it. Because you get really sharp pains all mm-hmm. the time. But if, like, you're, like, fucking with it and jabbing it and it, like, really hurts, then you might have, like, appendicitis or something. Wow. So, but I think this is just a one-off for him. He probably right. has to poop. No, I like your official diagnosis. You might have appendicitis or something. Or you got to poop. It's yeah. one of those two. <laughs> one of those things. <laughs> Dr. Colin Moriarty. Not an exact science here. <laughs> yeah. not, 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 not like we're dealing with anything you know about, so <laughs> it's fine. Um, I did go to med school for a little while. 
This is our first day back. It's Tuesday, as always. That's when we try to get podcasts beyond up. Mm -hmm. It's the Tuesdays. But this is our first day back, so it's kind of our Monday Mm. because we had Monday off after a long E3. Mm. Well, how'd you spend your E3 Monday? Playing The Last of Us online. Oh. Brian, what'd you do? Playing The Last of Us not online. Oh. All right, good show. It's been fun. What'd you do? I played games, and then I, I think I edited YouTube videos. and I, I actually did a lot of stuff for Beyond 300. I started All right. c- calling the list, tr- making a little thing. If you're worried if you didn't make... Well, let's do this real quick. Just get out of the way. I know a lot of people <laughs> are starting to freak out because we are close to Podcast Beyond 300. I'll They've have an email out this week. I've been fucking yeah, it up. Been fucking You've up. been doing jack shit, as always, so you don't fucking talk about what I've been I fucking up. I do everything, up. dude. Behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Puppet master, Moriarty. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll have an email out this week confirming the time and place you need to be on Friday, July 12th. Are also. you are you calling everyone individually? No. Somebody tweeted at me the other day, had a question. I started to respond on Twitter, and then I was like, this is kind of silly. I have his phone number. So I called him, but they needed an answer. So you gotta, oh, he, he, fucked gotta, up. He, he fucked up. Yeah, that was the real fuck up right there. I'll call them. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. For the next month, the next three weeks, month or whatever it is, you can't. You have to be on your toes now. If you get a block number call, answer it. Could be podcast. I can yeah. help you call some of these. Ring, Seriously, ring, give me. Ding. We got nothing. To, we got nothing to say to him right just now. Say, hey, I'll say anything you want. Give you me doing? a list of people, a list of numbers, and what to say, and I'll sit here in my lunch break every day for the next three weeks, calling people. We up. should call three random people again today. All right, go get the list off my desk. There's a torn. There's a half piece of paper I moved around today. It's either by the phone or it's by a bunch of other garbage. I like your system there. Thank you. There's a half torn piece of paper by the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, funny story. I did. I, I noticed this weekend when I was doing the podcast Beyond 300 mm-hmm. that the master document with everybody who had RSVP'd and all the VIPs was a, a banana peel with it. It was in the Google in. trash. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find it, and I started panicking, and so I had to like search. And, and well, it, it happens on your phone sometimes. You just move your big thumb, and it like something just thumb. ends up archived yeah, forever. Yeah, you don't want it all in the garbage. I remember. Yeah, July 12th. Podcast Beyond Friday. We are gonna hopefully. I'm knocking on wood here. We'll be live streaming it, so you'll be able to see it even if you aren't there. Yep. But if you are here, all sorts of events planned. I'm working on something right now for what to do on Saturday. Remember, I said I wanted to have a weekend of events for you guys. We might have something cool on Saturday. It might involve Brian Altano that I haven't told him about. So really, I, I don't know yet. We have this here. Uh, if if they've already been unboxed, there you, you we've already called them. What so does that mean, know. unboxed? You see the boxes with the numbers and oh. stuff. I got check marks on them. That means they've been called. <sighs> Now, here's the other thing. This is the other announcement for you, ladies and gentlemen, about Podcast Beyond 300. We've had some people drop out here the last second. Not a lot. A few. I know a lot of people were upset they didn't get in. They didn't make the call. This is your chance. Email. Beyond at IGN.com. Subject line. Podcast Beyond 300. No dashes, no nothing. I'm doing this. is how I find your email. Podcast Beyond 300. Then in the body, give me your full name, your age, your phone number, and email. And if you want anybody else included... Include all that information for them too. Don't be stupid about this. You're all some of you fucking it up. Sort it out. Come on now. I was hoping this text could be a little smaller. Like I'm reading a fucking microfiche over here. (laughs) I I know it's hard to believe you're just looking at it, huh? Mister does everything behind the scenes. Someone's got to write about PlayStation on this site, Greg. That person's me. It's me blowing the the hot coffee, blowing it cold. You get give Altano a number here. Let him call somebody. All right. Yeah, sure. We're gonna call Michael. All right, Michael's getting a call. You know, Let me just uh, consult the fucking tiny print here. What do you want me to say to this guy? Whatever you want. Oh. Podcast Beyond 300. He's like, a, hey, you coming to be, the, to be on 300? Yeah. It'd start, be funny if he's like, no, I emailed Greg and I can't come. Star, star <laughs> 6 well, 7. Well, fuck you. <laughs> star 6 7? That's right. Star 6 7 before it to block your number. Wait, why? Because oh, then otherwise to... they would have the IGN phone number. Oh. Okay. That's how we do it. We'll have one phone number at this I don't time. want the podcast room phone ringing all the time. You want, so, you're going to talk, right? Altano is. 
blah, blah. What's up, everybody? What's his name, Michael? Yeah. But yeah, bring you close to the phone so we can hear it, too. I like your Boy Meets World wallpaper. Thank you. Huh? Hi, Michael. Yeah. Hi, this is Brian Altano from IGN. How are you? I'm good. I'm just making sure that you are coming to uh, Podcast Beyond 300 in a few weeks. Of course, Mr. Brian. Well, well, I Can I get a brap rap? <laughs> See, that was, he does it better than you. Greg. Blah, blah. <laughs> Greg's here. He wants to say hello. Hi. Can I hear Greg's <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Italian. <laughs> not, even, not even trying. I do what I can. No, you're on the podcast. This is episode 298, and I'll tell you right now, we are phoning it in. <laughs> we're a good 10 minutes in, and this has just been literally, a bunch of... We're literally phoning ah! it in. Ah! That's awesome. Where are you coming from? Where, do you, where, are you, where do you hail from? Where are you coming from? I am from Tracy, California. Oh, well, that's not that bad. I just finished The Last of Us last night. Oh, Me too. What did you think? Yeah, dude. That game's fucking incredible. Holy shit. <laughs> so good. It's so That's what the descriptor for an IGN 10 is. Fucking incredible. <laughs> Holy shit. 10 out of 10. I know. I, I think. But, yeah, dude. That game's awesome. Did, you see, the, right did you see the after the credits scene with Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> dude, I don't know spoilers. Joel, I'm assembling a team of professionals. And it's like Jack and Nathan Drake get off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Michael, we got a show to do. Otherwise, people just get mad that we didn't call them. But I'll see you soon. I'm going to email you this week with uh, more details. Okay, cool. Thanks, right. brother. Beyond. 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 Well, he seems like a delightful a young nice, man. He's a nice man. What a That's nice, a short, a short walk man. for him. Who is this giant man? We'll call someone else in 15 minutes. Okay. You're going to keep track of that? Yeah. All right. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. I don't have the Roper Report. Oh, oh. Kali. Well, some things happen. It's one of those things. <laughs> we, we did an E3 podcast. Yeah. We All, didn't really talk about it. Either. E3 kind of exploded there. That was kind of the big thing we got to unpack. Yeah. We, we talked to Shuhei. We danced around the big stories. We didn't address them head on. Yeah. So I guess that's maybe this should be more of like a listener mail thing. A lot of listener mail. Sure, that'd be it. great. And and uh, just so people know, because some people are commenting that the audio quality was bad last week. It's bad every year that we do it with Shuei Yoshida. So you must be new to the podcast because that is the worst quality podcast audio wise, but maybe the best quality content wise. Yeah. It's We're ironic. always in a sticky situation yeah. with podcast beyond. We love it. It's great. It's never. Uh, it's not our priority at IGN. Sadly, no. I wish it was. I, I wish. wish it was I wish this is all we did. But like. For everything else we have to do, D3, I'm not, I can't pack a motherboard or whatever the hell these things are called. You gotta have the motherboard. I mean, you yeah. have to. Soundboard? Have the what do you call them? Brian, I'm, you make music. A, mother, a motherboard. No, no, no your little dumb grin tells me. You're, you're, whenever, whenever you're lying to me, you get these crow's feet. I know. I am. The, I am the worst. I am the worst liar. It's. It's. No, that's fine. You can just bring whatever you want. You'll be fine. Well, now do you, do we have a list of games? At E3. That we, I, I, had, I know the games I played and saw. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm before we were even Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing came out that's important. Just keep playing The Last of Us. There you go. That's all yep. you need to do. That came out on New Friday. New Game Plus. So that kind of counts. Actually, Dunge the Dungeons & Dragons compilation with the side-scrolling hack-and-slash games that Capcom did in the 90s came out today. And that that's supposed to be, like, really cool. I mean, those games were awesome. So Wow. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, It's, like, Mistara and the one that came before it. What the hell was that one called? Motherboard. Motherboard. Oh, well, you got an old knob switch, too. Don't forget. Oh, knob switch. <laughs> uh, Jack and Daxter collection also comes to Vita today, um, which is cool. So You gave me a copy and took it away. Yep. I have a copy at home you can have. All right, good. Do I have to, like, give you the Colin tax for it? 
You already you owe me you owe me a lot of money. So I have this thing. Greg and I have this joke going on with each other. We're the only, literally the only ones that find it funny. Where like I just <laughs> so we'll, t- we'll spend now explain it to you on the podcast. <laughs> where I have a thing called the contacts where I randomly just tell Greg he owes me certain amounts of money for no reason. Some some more exorbitant than others, just so I can let him live in the apartment. D- or just does the him... does the amount keep going up? It fluctuates depending. Or it's on like one day you're like it's eleven dollars, one day you're like it's seventy five. Yeah, well sometimes it's like twenty, twenty hundred, you know, twenty hundred. Twenty twenty thousand. Yeah, twenty hundred dollars. So some days you just uh, make up fake income. Yeah, sometimes I can't speak. Uh, <laughs> so we had we had wing wings the other day and I, I owed him twenty dollars, but I said because ironically because of the contacts, he actually owed me sixty dollars, even though he paid for dinner. That's really good. Yeah. So I thought it was actually a pretty good deal for him. Yeah. I, I mean I I'm happy I'm happy to live in that house and not get my ass beat. You're you're generally pretty nice to Portillo. You let my girlfriend live there. It all works out in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. All right. I'm, I'm going through to make sure we're on point. But all right. Let's start with an E3. Colin, give us the wrap. How do you wrap up PlayStation's E3? It was really good. They, they, <laughs> they won. They, they, oh, they very easily won. Uh, the games were fun. Um, the ones I played were fun. Uh, the games I saw behind closed doors were cool. Um, a lot of good first-party stuff coming. Um, and I think the show presence, uh, like their, their booth presence on the floor, was really indicative of their third-party slant and their uh, attention to I, indies. I, I really liked their booth this year. Their whole layout was really nice. It was it was different for the first time, I think, in like five years. Um, and they had this giant Gran Turismo car, and I caught this wonderful anecdote as I was leaving because this was the first time where 5 o'clock on the, the final day hit, and I was still in in outside of their booth, in the hall, because IGN's booth was facing their booth, which is really cool. Um, and it... Plays up to our inherent biasness towards Sony products. Uh, <laughs> that was part of getting the yeah. Last of Us Ten was exactly. a giant sack of money, and then the pr- the promise. Well, that if we walked out our we, front door, we saw the. That's how we right. sent the big cartoon checks back and right. forth. Was like you know when you're in Hooters and you make an order and they send the thing down the. the yeah. It's just like that. But um, they were one of the guys, one of the teamsters who was working on the Sony booth. He was like, "Oh, it's gonna be really easy to tear this down this year." And the other one looked at him and he's like. Yeah, it's not like we got a fucking car to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> loved it, loved it. But yeah, their their booth was big. It was inviting. It was really uh-huh. cool looking. Now you say that they easily won E three, which I totally agree with. Mm. Do you think if Microsoft had done everything perfectly, that they still would have won? Because I still feel like they would have. Mm. Like I think even with the used games aside, even with like their their console being a hundred dollars more, if they were like, this is who we are, this is what we're doing. I think just. Just the way – and you guys obviously talked about their conference and stuff like that. But I think that their personas this time around were yeah. just something so much more approachable, you're, so much more like – You're asking a couple different things here. Right. I think could – if they if we removed used games and the $100 difference in price and then you know, the rock star moment of everything Microsoft does yep. or won't do, we will do. Yep. If you remove that, I think they lose. Really? I thought that Microsoft's conference had – it was like a bunch of awesome games. They were really, really cool games and I loved that. And then it finished. And then when we went into PlayStation, the story I keep telling, right, is that it was an hour of the PlayStation conference and they called us back to the uh, the live stream table to be ready in case they bump out at any time. And so Damon and I sat down and talked for the first time and I was like, this is a good showing, but like it's not super exciting, right? Like, yeah. Because it was it – was, Here's more Knack, and here's more uh, Killzone, and here's more Infamous, which all it was all great, but it wasn't like a new announcement. It wasn't anything crazy. Right. They had the order tossed in there, but then, like literally, as I said that, they came on stage and were like, "Let's talk about what the other guys mm-hmm. are doing versus us." And they had their like classic 1980s WWF moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck. I'll tell you what, Andre the Giant. <laughs> But I talked to – I think I mentioned this in the last po- week's podcast, but even expanded about it a little more. Like you're talking about personas and stuff. Yeah. I totally – what I told what I told people after the conference and what I talked to Shuhei about was like, you know, I think B 
Beyond fans know Shu from our show, and then they go follow him on Twitter, EOSP, and they see the way he interacts with other people and, and how joking really, and awesome he is. Yeah, genuinely like, nice dude. And this conference, I really felt was PlayStation as a brand adopting that yeah. and being like, "Hey, what's here's a photo of me with the podcast Beyond Kids." Yeah, and here's you know every we, the other guys suck, and we're doing this, and we're a hundred dollars cheaper, and no DRM, and you know what I mean like that was totally them. You know, giving the metaphorical finger, right? Of being yeah, like, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I read this article somebody wrote that I, I'm, this is how bad I am, but they were like, micro, about the Microsoft concept, uh, conference, conference. They, they said, conference. they said, you're not wrong, you're just assholes. And I was like, <laughs> that really nails it. Cause I mean, they just came off as just like, hey guys, like a bunch of these, like, kind of rich, white, 80s 90s like sort of retired coke addict guys who are like hey we're just gonna you know these fucking kids will play any of these games and fucking pay up and sony was just like hey you know we're we just really want to hang out with you and just do fun stuff like you know i know that you guys like tv and you like movies and you'll still be able to do that but you guys want to play video games right and we're like yeah and like well here's how you're gonna do that it, for i mean it's it, we talked about this after the february event that this really is i think them the reading between the lines of hey we fucked up with the ps3 oh yeah i mean we're not gonna oh, yeah. do that again and we're sorry it's almost one of those like sorry we've been gone for so long yeah. sorry we lost ourselves in that and it's that you know i think colin mentioned it before like you know the hubris of that second console doing so well. It does mm-hmm. so well that you come out for the third and you're like, I can do anything. Well, you're seeing a very similar hubris now at Microsoft. And, and you know, the fact of the matter is it probably already happened. But PS3 will outsell Xbox 360 worldwide. But we're within our... And they'll do that being on the market a year less time. I mean, the, the numbers are negligible now. So PS3 is technically already outselling 360. But mm-hmm. we, we live in the North American bubble where for... Since PS3 Slim came out. So since like late 2009, Xbox has outsold PS3 pretty handily every single month. Since then, so we live in this bubble where like Microsoft d- dominates with the Xbox, and the same is true in the UK, although not mainly in Europe. And I think you know what we're seeing now is like the third console curse is like kind of real. I mean, when when you really when you think about it, it's like you know the NES and the SNES were great, and then the N sixty four came out and they had a lot of trouble, and the PlayStation one and PS two were great, and the PS three came out and they had trouble, and you know the the the, the it's weird. It's weird Genesis too, to the Saturn. These things they 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 don't come down to like. Oh man, you know the games weren't there. Or this wasn't there. Like the N sixty four had great games. Like the the PS three had great games. It's all about the cockiness that those guys had going into. Like Nintendo were like, oh, you know, we're not going to partner with Sony and make discs. That's crazy. That would be cheap for everyone and fun. You could fit eighty hour games with CD quality music. Now we're going to make cartridges. We're going to charge eighty five dollars for them. We're going to sell publishers the same cartridges for sixty five seventy bucks. They make basically nickels off of every game and screw over everyone, screw over all the third parties, burn bridges. And you, the, Microsoft did that this time around where they're just sort of like, you know, we're, uh, we're going to do our own thing. And you want to connect. And we're like, no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> you want to you do all this. You want to, you know, you want a system that's always online. Then there was the article about um, the military, basically. Yeah, I saw that. That was you crazy. Know, have people in the military cannot play the Xbox One. And these are the guys that in between – Everything protecting us. Protecting <laughs> us. They're like, I'm going to play some video games. And, like, they need it to be offline. You know, they play local multiplayer shooters, and they can't do that. So, Yeah, yeah, that was correct. When I saw that article, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, yeah. like the military brass is like, well, this console is not for our people because mm-hmm. you can't play in Afghanistan or Iraq or, you know, wherever. Soon to be Syria, I'm sure. Um, so I- I'm, I'm really interested in how Microsoft responds now because they're on their back foot now for the first time since 2005. Yeah. And the thing that I think people are ignoring is, yeah, the order looks really cool. We don't really know anything about it yet. I, I did a pretty pretty extensive interview, actually, you can read on IGN, but uh, with the guy that made the game. But um, we knew a lot about a lot of these games, and I got to play a lot of the games, and it was cool. 
But I think the games being shown at Microsoft's conference are actually better, the exclusives. And, and I think a lot of that's lost, like Titanfall and Sunset Overdrive and Dead Rising 3 looks fucking dope. I, I, it, it, they didn't show much of it, but I got to sit down and interview the guys behind Quantum Break Remedy and stuff. Yeah, Quantum Break. If they awesome. pull off what they're talking about, holy shit, does that sound awesome. That sounds amazing. Well, they're a great yeah, studio. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I, actually, I actually thought Dead Rising 3 was a mess. Really? I think I, did really you play fun. it or just the demo? Just the show. Yeah. yeah. See, like, my thing was I, I only watched the demo, and for me, they were like, it's the zombie MMO you've always wanted. I'm like, yes, I have. And then they, and it looked like there were a million zombies on screen. It looked really dire. And then, of course, they did the goofy weapons. I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's the th- it's, it's sort of trapped in two worlds, right? And I know we're on a PlayStation podcast talking about an Xbox. Exclusive. We're on a conversational podcast. Number but, one podcast on IGN. We talk about whatever we sure. want, Brian. Don't you worry. Yeah. Suck it. Um, but it, to me, it was like maybe call that a new franchise don't call that dead rising because to me dead rising is what it is or has certain connotations sure. to it and they're like one foot in goofy land and one foot one in... foot in goofy land yeah that's, that's the story of my life um <laughs> that's your next album <laughs> yeah it was, yeah it was, just, it was the same thing where it's like the guy's running around it's gritty and realistic and all of a sudden no, my gun broke and it just explodes in the air and he does it with his arms up and yeah. it's... i don't know i think look i mean i i think dead rising 2 is like really bad yeah it was. So it was cool for like that game sucks so it was, like, really cool that, like, Dead Rising 3 was, it seemed more fluid and more open-ended. It's not like a mall. It's like a fucking world yeah. that you get to explore, which I think is kind of cool. Because there's something really cool about that franchise that they never took advantage of. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that's an Inafune game back in the day. So, I mean, there's not, not surprising that, you know, with Musha and Mega Man and all these other things he's done, like, he, he, he hits home runs, but... You know, when he got his hands off of it, much like I think Lost Planet, it's a very similar story or whatever. I think it kind of lost its soul a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, but I think a lot of the, you know, I think Ted Price being on stage at the Microsoft conference mm-hmm. uh, was like a huge moment. Um, might have might have picked the wrong horse at the wrong time uh, after sticking with Sony for right. such bad times. Well, but, they're still with Sony. Yeah. They're just, I mean, they're just expanding their portfolio. He yeah, was very no, it's, clear. It's cool. I know. And, I'm just driving home for somebody and, who's listening. And for people that don't know, Sunset Overdrive is, is being largely driven by the guys that did Resistance. So th- this is this is their best team. And so there's a lot of reason to be excited about it. Explains it. why they look so similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> this was, yeah, I, talk, I, I talked to those guys. Uh, I went out to dinner with some of the guys from Insomniac when I was at E3, and, and they're really, really excited about that game. Yeah. Um, Trailer looks cool. Yeah, I think they, they, it's very stylish and stuff like that. But yeah, with with PS, like the only my only disappointment with the PlayStation conference was like a real lack of. First of all, I expected that they were going to announce one more big PS3 game, and I thought it would be Uncharted. Big PS3. Yeah, yeah. like I thought that they would be like we have one more. God of War Two is a good analog, a good analog to that. God of War Two came out a year after PS3 came out. You yeah. know, and that was a PS2 game, and it sold huge numbers. And I was expecting that maybe Uncharted or something was going to be a PS3 game. Well, I mean, but, you, you say that, but you figure there's still Gran Turismo, and there's still Beyond Two Souls. Like, it's not like they don't have these games. There that was also Mindshare, The Last of Us, which to me, right, is like yeah, the, and the, the Last of Us. You talk about Sony's booth at E3; they had twenty, twenty kiosks set up to play The Last of Us there, and people were lined up. Even though it was out two days after the show, people yeah. were like, "I got to play this now." Yeah, they made a good choice. And well, to me, that's 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 the sort of the the console swan song that yeah. I need. That's sort of like this was my this was my final PlayStation Three experience that I really really care about. Beyond Two Souls can go anyway. GTA is on multiple platforms. Gran Turismo bores the shit of me, but The Last of Us is just like. Yep. Well, Na- it, Naughty Dog is saying goodbye to me. You know, I've been covering the PlayStation for IGN since it launched. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Like a few months shy of that, and. 
I've never seen a groundswell like this, even for the Uncharted games, oh, for yeah. like Last of Us. Every one of my friends list was playing it. Yep. I'd go to Twitter. Everyone was tweeting about it, even our jaded non-PlayStation playing friends and coworkers. Mm-hmm. Then you'd go to my ats, and everybody was adding me about like this, that, or the other they had seen. It was like this weekend was just this like glorious experience of just oh, yeah. like all yeah. Last of Us. That's all anybody wanted to talk about. That's all it was. I mean, it was the, uh, a bunch of Last of Us tweets, and then people bitching about Man of Steel and somebody defending Man of Steel, yep. and then all Last of Us yep. tweets. It was awesome. Yeah, The Last of Us, um, the word about The Last of Us sales-wise is that it's selling extraordinarily well. That's, and that's, the, tweet, that's the, 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 the story, I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but I saw, was it outgrossed Man of Steel this weekend? Yeah, but that's, not, that, that's the rumor. So the VG Charts, which is a website that makes up its numbers, basically. Um, <laughs> they guesstimate a lot. Yeah, it's like, it's an, it, they, use like a, they use like a system, like an, an algorithm that is got that secret somewhat, somewhat right. Yeah. They guessed like 1.3 million copies sold. That's last great. Month, which would be huge. And that, of course, wouldn't count digital copies either. I reached out to Sony to try to get like real numbers or whatever. Uh-huh. But even if you go online and look at the leaderboards, there are hundreds of thousands of people on the leaderboards already. And no one plays online before they play single player. And they don't rush through games like we do sometimes and stuff. So it bodes really, really well for that game. Like that, The Last of Us is going to sell extraordinarily well, yeah. very obviously. And um, – I'm interested to see what they do with it in the future. We're going to do a spoiler cast. You'll see that later on IGN later this week. Uh, um, hopefully, knock on wood, by the time this podcast post up at noon goes live that we filmed over there, and it's a 20-minute conversation with Neil Druckmann and Bruce Staley. Uh, totally, Straley, totally uh, spoiler-free. So you should come check it out. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm legitimately pissed off I didn't finish the game until after E3 because I missed the So much to talk like, about them. I finished the game, and I was immediately like, Neil Druckmann, we need to talk. Yeah. Did he answer? No. It was like uh, midnight. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I, I rolled over last night and I saw your text from yeah. me in the middle of the night. It's an, like the fact that um, they have these two franchises now that are going to be dueling but going back and forth, I think pretty obviously with each other Uncharted and The Last of Us, is is pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Like, and, and I think speaks really well for... But I mean, like, are they going to do another Last of Us? Yeah. So leading into it, you Neil had said in interviews leading into the release of the game that he wouldn't mind it being alone. I yeah, said but mind. He, it's not up to him. I know. I know, Colin. I bet you Sony's. I bet you Sony's already greenlit it after the, the sales. Of right the, now, Sony Ben's working on the Vita version. So <laughs> to be fair, cool. I see. I see the lo- the the Last of Us in the same way I see something like American Horror Story or The Walking Dead, where it's the world. And the characters are incredibly important, but if we see this world five, ten years later, and it's gone even worse in any direction, and there are different people that you're playing as, that's fine. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like when I finished it that I needed to immediately go, well, what's next for these two? You know, I kind of liked how it was for them, and I don't know if I want to see. Well, it's been a year, so here's another adventure of Joel and Ellie out in the in the hills. You know, right, like, right, right. This is something I was talking about on Twitter this weekend while Colin was playing multiplayer and we were discussing it and I went to Twitter with it, is that, yeah, I'm not going to platinum The Last of Us, uh, not because of the multiplayer stuff. The multiplayer stuff Colin was playing last night looked fun. And like yeah. I had done you know my first blush of it and thought it was a third-person thing, and I still think it is a lot of third-person, and I'm not super excited for it, but that's beside the point. I don't want to play it again right now because I'm still happy with what happened. That was still my playthrough of it, and now it's done. And I said that that was like a... Similar to how people play Journey or The Walking Dead. Yep. And a bunch of people are like, you're a fucking idiot. The Walking Dead, you, you, you could, there are so many different things that change. Nothing's going to change in this narrative. Yeah. And it was like the way it all would play out would for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The, the, part of The Last of Us was that, for the most part, they were awesome about not spoiling the game. 
Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you didn't know what was around the next corner. You didn't know what was about to happen. So it was totally – I was in that moment of listening of, like, what – I'm in listen mode. What am I about to run into? What's going to happen? Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to go through that j- just yet. I mean, one day, sure. Like, Mitch was talking about he, he sees it for him as, like, a, a yearly playthrough. Like, you can come back and read this good book over and over again. And I get that and I want I could, that. But I I'm not that. I'm not on platinum pace because this game's about more than trophies to me. Yeah, I could see that. To me, it's I mean, it's it's my favorite PS3 game. It might be my favorite game of this generation. Like the more I sit and think about it, it's like it, what what like when I look at like a, a game like Ocarina of Time, it's like to me, it's mm-hmm. like PS3's Ocarina of Time, where I will go back to it every few years and I'll relive it. But my first playthrough was it was hard and it was gut wrenching and it was difficult. And I was talking with Colin about it. And I was like halfway through, and I think I was texting you, and I was just like. God, everything is just destroyed and de- eroded, and I just feel gross and miserable. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, that's the fucking point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what that's what I'm supposed to be experiencing right now is this misery and this dark, drab feeling of like, oh my God, I have to sulk through another corner and shiv another man in the neck with something I built with fucking tape and blade i found it's awful yeah, but it's, that's the point that is, that's yeah, that is that's the the, it's not like hey collect all the things and get a free man yay you won <laughs> it's, it's like oh god this is dark and then it just keeps going like people i finished the game and i tweeted that i actually i teared up a little bit which is the first time that's ever happened to me in a video game ever ever and all the games people were like you know i cried even the walking dead i didn't cry and i sat there on the floor and i looked up at my tv and i was like oh my god yeah, but I didn't cry. But this game, like, I I actually choked up, and it was, it, people were like, "Oh, what? It's a Naughty Dog game. It's probably over in like six, seven hours, right?" And I was like, "Nope." Yeah, <laughs> it took me like sixteen, and it was grueling. And you don't know when each section is going to end, except it's broken off in seasons, and something dramatic happens, and it's like spring, and you're like, "Oh, f- fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's it, the whole the whole narrative is brilliant. There, you can tell, like, because there are a few people that are like, this game's boring, or this game, it's like, you don't get it. Yeah. If you think, like, if you, like, yeah. like, honestly, like, you don't get Mitchell it if you, think the, if you think the game's boring. Like, yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not approaching it with the, with the spirit. Because I talk about in the review, it's like The Road, and The Road is a book that is not pleasant, it's not fun, there's nothing good in that book. It just gets worse. Yeah. Like, worse and worse and worse, and that's, that's like, it, it, I can understand why they weren't talking a lot about The Road, even though Cormac McCarthy was very clearly the inspiration for this game, and they, like, never talked about it because they didn't want to draw that that comparison because it's so fucking obvious when you play the game um but in, in the best way possible because cormac mccarthy won a fucking pulitzer for that book so have you, you know so like it's like have you guys ever seen the film um funny games i don't think so, no. I don't think so. okay so it's it's about this couple that like goes to the hamptons or someplace nice and oh on the island no 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 they're just they're they're just uh, like this We're rich white couple to the hamptons <laughs> and these two kids decide they're just gonna go fuck with these people and picket them and murder them and kill their dog and torture them for a weekend and the director told everyone this is what the movie is about, and everyone went to go see it, and afterwards they were like, God, that was fucked up. And he was like, yeah, I told you that. You went in knowing that was fucking horrible, and you still sat there and you watched the whole thing. What did you expect? Like, anyone who bought this yeah. game is like, oh, it's, it's slow and brooding and dark. And like, yeah, you bought a game about a virus outbreak in the apocalypse. It's called to... The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Like, <laughs> it, it's dire as fuck in the title. Like, you knew that going in. Like, it's not like, oh, Arms of War Bros, where you have to go and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go kill everyone as fast as I can and run around in circles. It's not like that at all. And they make those games, so go play those games. The Last of Us is not that. Yeah. Yeah, The Last of Us is a special game, and, and I'm I'm super excited for people to play more of it. I'm super excited to be able to talk about it more openly. We'll, we will do the spoiler cast. We'll have a lot of pieces uh, about how this series might continue. Yep. And also, I want to reiterate, because a lot of people are like, the game's spoiled for me and stuff. I Nothing's th- spoiled for you. 
I've seen spoil quote unquote spoilers all over the internet. I can't tell you how many of these spoilers are fucking bullshit. They're fake. I haven't read I've read a few spoilers that are like half true. But like you need the context for them and like the big spoilers I've seen where I'm like, this is person X dies at Y point in the game. It's so like I'm like just the, the play Samuel the, the Samuel L. Jackson thing is totally true though. Oh yeah, the Samuel L. Jackson and Jack and Dash is in the game. Before too. we start stop beating the last of us drum, two things. One, Friday we have an exclusive interview with somebody who's in the game that I don't want to spoil for. Two, we have an email from Gabe. Gabe says, hey, Podcast Beyond team. Hello. I'm halfway through The Last of Us, and I can't decide whether this or Bioshock Infinite deserves Game of the Year. Both are absolute masterpieces in my book. Anyway, as I'm playing through The Last of Us, I can't help but compare the two young female characters from both games. Both play extremely similar roles, yet have completely different personalities. So which which character do you guys prefer? The naive, whistling Ellie, or the intelligent, ammo-scavenging Elizabeth? I, he kind of sells wait, Ellie short in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, naive at all. I don't feel that way at all. In fact, I felt like Elizabeth was more ma- naive. By I the agree, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Elizabeth's inherently naive because she's in a fucking. Well, I don't want. to... She's like, I live in a tower with a bird that protects me. Check out my finger. Yeah, it's like. And then she walks up and she's like, "Wow, dancing! What's that?" Yeah. Ellie's like, "I've I've never seen it. Hey, asshole! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she stabs a dude in the fucking neck a lot. You know what I realized too is, well, I don't know if this is this might be a spoiler. Never. Um, uh, yeah. personally, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. Uh, at first blush without thinking about it, I say I prefer Elizabeth because, but I, I prefer Elizabeth because she is this pristine untouched girl, right? Of like that. She's just out there. She doesn't have to go through the atrocities that you go through. And in the end, don't get me wrong. She gets fucked up in Bioshock. Right. But I mean, Ellie's world is F from the get go, so you know what I mean. Yes, like, yeah. but as she far was as born a, into like this. As far as a character and characterization and performance and like, just, I, Ellie is a much more rounded out, full fledged. She's rough yeah. on the corners because of everything she's gone through, and so yeah, she's disturbing and dire and depressing at times or whatever. But I think her journey and who she is as a character is more interesting. I think The Last of Us does a much better job of, and we were always ma- we were making fun of this in Infinite, but it does a much better job of masking the fact that. She – both the games deal with these characters who are not murderers but have to become okay with that. And Elizabeth is always just like, geez, why would you do that? Here's some guns. Here's some ammo. <laughs> and Ellie is just sort of just like, look, why, yeah, we have, to, we have to kill that guy. Or she doesn't even say it. She just runs up and stabs somebody for you. And you're like, oh, fuck. You're a young girl. Why did you – okay. What did yeah, they do to you? Yeah, there's a great – the first scene where she does something like that in The Last of Us is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the, the constant here is that is Troy Baker has to babysit all these people. Troy Baker brings the babies together. He does, yeah. Good I, man. I will say this, though, quickly to leave The Last of Us or whatever, is that, you know, we talk about, I'm going to say an Uncharted 3 spoiler now, so if you, for some godforsaken reason you haven't played that game yet, just fast forward like 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, there's a young Drake moment in The Last of Us like every couple hours. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of like really well-kept secrets in this game. Yeah. Including the way the game starts. And... Uh, I think that people are going to be really surprised with the emotional roller coaster that the game brings you on, which is much more than Uncharted. And I think that designed oh, yeah. to be so because Uncharted is an action movie with characters we really care about. We really yeah. care about Drake and, 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 and you know. It's actually – inter- sorry. This is something somebody pointed out in the emails that I didn't print off. I think I might have done it for the spoiler cast, not for this, where he they were asking me that – you know, I made a comment when Uncharted 3 came out that – it's, you know, again, I guess we're spoiling more Uncharted 3 stuff. You know, even when it looks like Sully's about to die or whatever, I knew he wasn't about to die because there are unspoken rules to Uncharted. And the rules being no main character. None of the core cast is right. going to die. Elena, Sully, and Drake are going to get out of every one of those games alive. And you yep. know that. Whereas with The Last of Us, it was literally 
is that guy dead? Is that is that person dead? Is is uh, anything can ha- like anything can happen? And the way they start and end certain chapters of the game, you're like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. I had I had cutscenes happen to me um, in The Last of Us where Joel died, and I was like, that's it. And I put the controller down. And I was like, it's just Ellie now. And then I and it was like he came back, and I picked it up. And I was like, oh shit, he's still alive. Okay. <laughs> but you say that you know they were both emotional roller coasters, and it's it's an interesting word because I was sort of going into The Last of Us expecting it to be more of a roller coaster because the Uncharted games absolutely are. And two or three years ago, if you had said to me, what will Naughty Dog be doing in five years, I would have said these movie games, right? Like these highly scripted giant set pieces where you're running from point A to point B to getting through these in, in, in whole you know environments that are. They are predetermined paths. Now, after The Last of Us, I think that in five years, they'll be making the best open world games on the planet. Because I think that now they were able to open up, give complete freedom for where their characters can go. They give you a map and you're like, well, I can go in any direction to kill anybody here. I can do anything I want. And I really feel like that's the way it's going to go. I, I feel that's like they're – Yeah, they, they've – they are not – like people going into this game thinking it's Uncharted 4 but with zombies are idiots. You could not be more wrong. Like this is not a drive-down-the-road type of game. Like this is – there's a lot. There's I don't, a lot out I mean it's – anything's possible. I don't see that. I don't come away. I mean I think the games are going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. But open world and stuff, I don't know. I, would, I mean I would love an open world game for them. But. Yeah, no, I, I would too. But I, mean, they, but, but I mean what's always at the heart right is the narrative. And I think yeah. when you go open world, you lose that, right? Because it does become – I don't think so. I think, there, I think there's – I think that that's what this generation will bring is that it will refine things like open world games. I think more and more people are making them. Every car game coming out is now an, right, an open right. world MMO. Every, every Ubisoft game. Every Ubisoft game is an MMO. It's an all, you know a giant open world. So especially with like basically everyone saying there's no load of times next gen. So, right. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Colin, who are you dialing up? Uh, I'm gonna call. Uh, well, there's the same number for both of these people, so it's well. That means that they they were stupid and only applied and applied. Well, it's one Jordan one. and Emily. Jordan but, and Emily. But before I do, I just want to say go back to Uncharted 3 real quick. So more spoilers, because you said something that was interesting. Okay. So 20 seconds, fast forward if you haven't played Uncharted 3. I think that they it was originally written to kill Sully. You and think I, so? I, yeah, I think like when he died or gets shot at the door at the end of the game, I think they were going to kill him. I don't. I mean, I just don't. That's I, just my, theory. my My whole thing, like I'm saying with the rules of it, the rules are entrenched right now unless uh, Elena and Drake have a kid. If, if the game starts with them having a kid, then I can see them killing Elena. Oh, jeez. I think I, I don't, but I don't think like that would be really dark. The, yeah, I see. But that's the whole thing is that anyone dying in that these games or in the Drake games is really dark, and that is not what they are. They are pulp action Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Where all the bad guys die for sure. The yeah. main characters always get away. Totally. And I think that those guys who made those games now they have this other outlet where they can dump their horrible, miserable ideas. No like pressure, that. right? I'm sure <laughs> yeah. they were all like, "Oh man, I, yeah, go." I mean, go, and go Last of Us team. I hope you do great. And then another ten, they're like, "Mother." Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing about Naughty Dog, and we'll, we'll make this call. I think the thing about them is that they can't. I don't know if they can possibly keep delivering games like this. Like they, they, they're really, really good, but they're human. You know, like eventually they're going to release like an eight point five. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's going to be like, "What? They're going to have their cars." The golden too, age is over. I just, you know, I want people to be prepared for that. Whether it's, it's inevitable. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm calling Jordan. Speaker. You calling Jordan? Jordan or Emily? I think it's is pr- the, whoever's first name is it the first name of the list is Jordan Jordan well it's two it's Jordan. people with the same what I'm saying who, who's listed first oh Jordan thanks hello is this Jordan uh yes it is you motorboating son of a bitch this is podcast beyond episode 298 how are you I don't know how you doing I'm good <laughs> can't complain you excited for 300 are you still coming 
I am. Okay, good. I haven't updated this list Colin's yeah. calling off of, so I didn't know if we're going to screw anything up. Are you excited? I am, actually. Yeah, I'm super pumped about it. <laughs> You're what? You're super pumped about it. Okay. Uh, you sound yeah. thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you coming from, Jordan? Uh, we're coming from uh, Colorado, actually. Ah. Yeah, I'm getting my fiance coming out, so. Oh, Emily. Yes. I have some bad news about Emily. <laughs> no, I don't know. Here's Brian Altano. Hey, Jordan. How are you? Doing well. Yeah, Good. how are you doing? I'm great. I'm just doing a podcast, and we thought we'd call you up because you just sound so excited all the time. Especially oh, right oh, now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living, Jordan? Um, right now, I'm going to school, and I'm working at a um, uh, wine, wine and cheese bar. Yeah. A wine and cheese bar. That sounds good. Do people... Uh, yep. What's the what's the earliest someone's gotten completely shit faced there? Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, they sometimes come in shit faced. So. <laughs> so yeah, that was a that was a trick question. Then they come in drunk. Open at ten, so in the morning. You you guys open at ten in the morning? Yeah. I don't know if that's like the best idea or the worst idea. Got to get that I, cheese, I, yo. No, exactly. So. <laughs> that's too early for both yeah. of those things. All right, cool. Well, I'm really excited to see you in a few weeks. I'll be at Podcast Beyond also. I'll be in the audience mingling. Cool. Sounds good. Here's Greg. He's going to say goodbye and wish you love. No, I'm going to let Colin do that. <laughs> All right. This is Colin. It's your boy, Colin. It's your boy, Colin M. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you uh, on, what is it, Greg? July, July 12th, 12th. Friday, July 12th. You and your fiance. Come have fun. Play some PlayStation games. Play The Last of Us. Be prepared. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll see you soon. Beyond. All right, awesome. All right beyond. 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 Bye. He seems like a nice young that guy. That was good. Yeah, that was fun. I, I I was hoping Emily was his sister. Goldfarb could get a ticket to Pound Town. No, oh, not this man. time. Not Yikes. gonna happen. That's what ticket this is. What this town. is? It's a giant ruse. <laughs> Goldfarb a date. Three hundred. Actually, one while, leaves. while we're thinking of that, uh, Tim said in sent in some quick fire questions. We'll start with the one for Goldfarb because it was pretty good. Goldfarb. He's, he's, you know, choose one, Brian. Oh, okay. Never, you're going to do it for him. Oh, yeah, sure. Goldfarb. Yeah. Never, never have another date or erase all your love, save memories about the Bioshock series. <laughs> well, okay, so I won't answer this as Goldfarb, but I will say that one time Goldfarb told me that uh, having a girlfriend just makes your life worse. So <laughs> that, that'll answer that. That's like me being like, all those muscles people have really get in the way of... <laughs> Walking Pertilla, I don't even know. <gasps> Colin. Yeah. Have the Jets win a Super Bowl or the Islanders win the Stanley Cup? That's tough. I know, right? Wow. That's that is the best question I've ever seen anyone ask you. You're legitimately stunned right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I mean I think it would be it's more unlikely that the Jets win the Super Bowl, I think, than the, the Islanders win another cup. And the Islanders have won four cups and the Jets have only won one Super Bowl. So I would have to go with the Jets. Okay. Based on the data. Greg, earn no trophies for a week or not eat wings for four months. Clearly, trophies, no trophies for a week. I do yeah, Greg doesn't care about trophies. I do that all the time. I, yeah. I care about trophies. No, I, still have, I still have more than you. What's still a longest? higher level than you. Yeah, whatever. Not platinum. I, I have like eight more platinums than you. It's a funny thing that they don't put those Bro. on the list, though. Funny thing they don't put those on the friends list. You look at Colin Moriarty, it doesn't say number platinum. It says your level. Are we done with E3? You want, to talk, you want to see what the listeners have to say about PlayStation sure. 4? We've been talking for a while. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, to be part of the show beyond at IGN.com, just Oof. like Quentin did. While all the factual information 
Amazon pre-orders and IGN polls seem to point to a clear victory for the PlayStation 4 in the upcoming generation, are people getting a bit ahead of themselves? Yes. The early data is no doubt made up of hardcore gamers and early adopters, but in the long run, what percentage of sales does the Beyond crew think these two groups will make up? Yes, every, everyone's very way too far ahead of themselves. Of in course. Quentin. Uh, we, we always do this. I mean, we did this back when the, the PSP and the Vita were first announced. People screen capped the Amazon. It was like, oh, it's the best-selling thing. And it, it, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, we always say going into Nintendo 3DS was going to put Nintendo out of business. It didn't. Um, the I, I actually never would have called that the Xbox 360 would be selling the way it does every single month. But um, I, it, it, Microsoft is doing a lot of really tricky shit. Like the, that achievement to get people to buy the console on the first day and you get an achievement for that is really smart. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And the people who are addicted to that shit are going to have to buy it. Even if they don't play it. Yep. Well, I'm going to buy one eventually and I want this trophy yeah. achievement. And that. I think um, getting like the Call of Duty players uh, thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to move all my friends and all my audience to a new platform that's never really had proven right, like cross-game right. chat or anything like that. Or people don't really associate it with like playing first-person shooters online on the PS3. They just don't. The big, the, that's the million-dollar question yep. for me is that, yeah, all the hardcore guys are super upset about this. We talk about this, DRM, this, that. Blah. That's not any – when you walk into the store, you're not going to understand that if you're just some gamer. If you yeah. only buy Call of Duty and you only buy Madden and you walk in, you're like, oh, the Xbox is $100 more. Whatever, that probably means it's more powerful, and all my friends are already on it. And someone else is going to go, but you know, it requires the internet. And they're like, oh, well, I have that's, that's I funny. Have that's that. the reason why I'm buying it. Is yeah, to play like, I have the internet. internet. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, people are being, I think, really, you know... Short-sighted. Up, yeah, people are being a little crazy about the Xbox. I mean, the Xbox is going to be just fine. Yeah. Uh, it's going to have really strong games uh, and really strong support. And I agree that the carryover between consoles is going to be significant on both sides. So you're really dealing with, like, a, a middle ground where you're going to have to try to grab people. Now, that $100 difference might be... Might be key or whatever, but like the whole you pay. People always levy the the complaint that you pay to play online on Xbox. Well, now you're going to pay to play online on PlayStation Four. So that so that you know because that was a little they snuck that. Oh in yeah, there. yeah, they did, and uh, they were they were really smart about that too. And they've also um, been exponentially ramping up how awesome PlayStation Plus right, is the yeah, last yeah. few months. And like a, a year ago, I was like that thing's a joke, and then I signed up for it. And I was like, this is the coolest, like, this is the best service. Yeah, they've had, what, two years now of awesome oh, yeah. about And if you're there things. and you download the games as they come out, or even just, like, queue them up. Yeah, that's what I do. I just you have it. them forever, or as long as you keep paying. And, yeah, they were really smart about that. They're just like, oh, yeah, also, you'll pay for your online now. But Sean Finnegan, our camera guy, was like, I'm going to buy a Vita. What do I buy with it? What games do I buy with PlayStation Plus? Yeah, just that's buy all PlayStation you Plus. That's yeah, you, yeah, you could very legitimately be pretty happy on PS3 and Vita without ever buying a game if you have oh, PlayStation yeah. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Because um, even, you know, what what did you get just in the last few months on PS3? Like Vanquish, Vanquish and Spec Ops and Saints Row. Saints Row. Row um, I just bought Saints Row like three, three months ago. Like there's like, like they, it's like really, Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. It's um, like ridiculous. This, so like, what was it? Not Dishonored. Um, which is it? Deus Ex. Deus, yeah, Deus yeah. Ex. There's, a, mean, there's like a lot. Like you could be, you could like never spend money. It's, I don't know how they make money. I don't know how the fuck they make I don't, it work. I don't, I don't get it either. And it's like, you know, they, they throw in an Uncharted every now and then. But for the most part, it's not like the biggest name titles. It's always those like, those sort of 85 B pluses that you're like, I'll get to them. And then you never do. But PlayStation Plus is like, well, now you will. Yeah. And it's sort of this. That's what I love about the service too. Because like I missed ASX when it came out. And I'll play it now because I downloaded it. And I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for PlayStation Plus being like, hey, here's this thing. It's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's a nice program. So yeah, we'll see where that goes. I. It's it, There's that. There's the Call of Duty guys. There's the fucking Zumba Just Dance people that might just be like, hey, I need that but, new thing. But what about the dudes that play Mag? 
where are they you can't go? lose that audience. No. You can't lose the mag audience. No, All two hundred massive action game. David from Sacramento writes in and says, Beyond. 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 With the news that the PlayStation 4 camera won't be bundled with the console, does this device have any future at all? I'd love a reason to buy it, but without the guaranteed install base, I'm worried that I will be, I, it will fall by the wayside. Yeah, 100%, yeah. David. That's the big concern. I don't, I don't, I get to keep your price down, keep it out, but by keeping it out, it does the same thing. I, was, I think I talked this on the Shuhei podcast that... The whole reason PlayStation Move wasn't supported is because the install base was so small and wasn't, it wasn't picked up, so nobody made games for it. I thought they were bundling the camera in there with the controllers that already function like Move. That way people would have a reason to go make Move games and keep that kind of tech. Now we're back to this th- same thing of who's going to buy a camera? You know, what, What's the point of buying yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think that they. I think it was probably initially meant to be part of the system and they couldn't get the price point where they needed to be if they included it. Um, the one thing that people have been missing too is that the, they only announced one SKU. Like, yeah, there's going to be more point. SKUs. Like, they weren't clear about this, but I, I clarified it with um, Andrew House afterwards. You said like we're not announcing more SKUs yet, but like there's going to be a SKU with the camera. There's going to be a SKU probably with a bigger hard drive. The, the inherent hard like, the, the hard drive it comes with is 500 gigabytes. I assume there'll be a terabyte drive at some point. Yeah. Um, Someone, I forget what retailer it is, whether it be Best Buy or Amazon, but they're already doing their own bundles too. Of buy, you know, you buy the, just the PlayStation oh, Plus yeah, I saw bundle, that. buy the Drive Club one, it has Plus and that. I mean, there's all sorts of do, stuff. Do out you there. guys still think there will be a Vita bundle? Yes, I do. I absolutely think they're going to bundle Vita. I mean, what you mean, you mean, but you mean it from Sony side. From Sony. There's one box, yeah. both of them in it. Okay. Yeah, wow. I think, yeah, I think, so. I, well, yeah, I think retailers will inherently do it to get rid of their Vita stock, but yeah. I think I could see a world where, like, for $500, you're going to get, like, a Vita with your PS4 or something. That's insane. It's a good deal. I, I've never seen anything like that before. It makes sense for Sony It makes to perfect do that. sense because, because think about what the number, they, they really have some really interesting numbers about Vita in, in the wake of there being no game announcements, except for Dead Nation coming to Vita, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, and Limbo. Well, yeah, Limbo's already out. It's Dead out, Nation's yeah. a yep. fucking game changer for me. I love that game. Um, but they announced that, like, Vita, with the people that buy it, Vita is really popular. Like, they buy over 10, like, average, like, almost a dozen games, right, per Vita. Yeah. So if you just get the Vita out there, then, like, you, you're, and Gaikai is going to somehow work into this, and you're going to have to have a subscription to Gaikai and all this shit, and then you'll start buying games, and, like, it's a kind of a backdoor in. That's just, like, like you- that. that is the coolest box in video game history. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, when we were kids and we got an nes and it was like oh it's the thing in the power pad or like you got a gun with it or maybe yeah. you got the robot but here they're like here's the the best here the most powerful thing in the world and it's little buddy you get two, <laughs> two systems in one box i would be like i don't even know where to start and they're like oh here's playstation plus it also comes with 30 games i'd be like Pfft. it's like it's just such a fucking no-brainer like i really like at launch would not be surprised if they did that like i i, I think it's such an I think it's I, I think it's overwhelming. I think it's a bit much. Really to say yes. like to say like hey, you see that Wii that that Wii U with its like with its with its kind of bad gamepad that you has one touch functionality and all this. Yep. Like we have a Vita and you can play its own games on it or you can do exactly what you do on on the Wii U but with these PlayStation games. I think it's kind of compelling where it's like, hey, this is kind of fucking cool. They're you probably know? best off not mentioning the Wii U in any of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, by the for, way. Well, for sure. But you know that same, Wii U that you don't have? You don't do it. You guys know that Wii U you love up so much, huh? <laughs> and like, well, we're no? going to do things better than that thing you've never heard what? of. They're like, no, well, we got this thing anyway that's kind of like People it. would be like, what's the Wii U? And they'd be like, oh, man, we just did more marketing for this thing than Nintendo did. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would expect that out the gate. IMO. Andrew writes into beyond.ign.com with an interesting thing, Colin, we haven't spoken about yet. After the announcement of the price of the PlayStation 4 at E3, I am now absolutely buying one. 
with the expanding PSN friends list coming for the launch of the PlayStation 4, I would like to make a reservation on Greg Collins and Goldfarb's friend list. My PSN idea is blah, blah, blah. He has this level with 16 platinum trophies. He's been listening to Beyond since 196. He's been blah, blah, blah. We, never, we haven't talked about this yet. Yeah, the PSN... What, is going to be 1,000 now? Yes, yeah. 1,000. You guys have no excuse. I don't want to see any more tweets. Oh, there's a a free space in my covenant. It's a thousand. We're gonna hit that day one. Yeah, we'll we'll max out. You understand that right now? When I this is how bad it is. When I go in to delete someone to add someone I really know, in the time it takes me to delete them and then scroll up to add them, I get a request that I have to then delete (laughs) to add them. It's it's insane right now. Yeah, it's cool. I had um and playing the last one because my name is Moriarty Dash IGN, so people know who I am on there. Um. A lot of people are like really friendly. I don't. I refuse to voice chat on on video games. But the you know people like to talk and or send me messages and, and they're all really they're all really friendly. Uh, and I'm sure those kinds of people will add us as time goes on when we have that thousand. Right. Tablet. The only person one person I messaged me was like fuck IGN. And you're like fuck you, bro. And I was like all right, and then I just messed them up in The Last of Us. That's so good. That's, that's I'd like to run through some of the names you sent me of people you were playing The Last of Us oh, with this weekend. Because okay. Colin knows that it cracks me up. <laughs> so he sent me some of his favorite names from The Last of Us this weekend. These are all real. You can you can PSN message these people. The Underpant Gnome. <laughs> we Poop on Kids. <laughs> my GF's Yummy Undies. <laughs> that was my favorite. Wow. I was on the train, I think, when I got that one and just laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. There, it reminded me of the... Um... There's a couple really inappropriate ones I used to play Wolfenstein with back in like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. One was uh, Harry Danglers, <laughs> and the uh, other one was Blind Cripple, who was actually really, really good at the game. Uh, I, so, I had a. I've I don't fr- know how they get away with some of these names. A friend Nobody texted me. I mean, as long as it's not the F word, right? Nobody's paying attention. A friend texted me the other day telling me about how he got a job at this design firm, and I was like, oh, I've heard of that. That's run by um, Harry, right? And he's like, Harry who? And I was like, Harry Paratestes. And he's like, no, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I was like, you know, Harry, Harold, Harry, Harry Paratestes of the Paratestes brothers. <laughs> and he's just like, he's blindly <laughs> staring like, at you. Five minutes later, I get a text back and he's like, fuck you. You're a fucking kid. Yeah, some of the names, the PSA, because I don't play online very often, so I don't right. see these fucking names. Like, these kids are funny, man. Some of these guys are really fun. Like, some of the guys online are, like, really funny. Too, yeah. But I, I, I immediately, I have this t- timing all set on The Last of Us where you're in the lobby for, like, two minutes while everyone's getting everything together, and I unmute everyone so they, everyone, in case anyone's saying anything pertinent, and then, like, w- when it's one second, I hit square and everyone's muted. For like, it's, yeah, it's like, what's <laughs> <laughs> I do love walking around, like, a dystopian apocalypse world and then getting shanked by my girlfriend's yummy undies. <laughs> yeah, he was nasty. My, my GFC yummy undies was nasty. That's a great name. <laughs> Keena writes in to beyond at IGN.com and says, Beyond. 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 Hey, guys. A lot of people were surprised by Ready at Dawn's new game, The Order 1886. The studio has built up a lot of respect because they were able to max out the PSP with their God of War games. Do you think that Ready at Dawn will be the new Naughty Dog in terms of pushing the hardware to its maximum? No. But I think, but I think hard that, to be Naughty Dog. Yeah, They're but I, gosh I darn good. But I think that uh, Ready at Dawn is a really capable studio, and they've been working on this game for a really long time. And it, and they still, they've been working on this game really since the what is it, Ghost of Sparta was the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's like since 2010, 2011, this project's been incubating, and they still won't put a release date or a window on it. So it's like not even close to being ready. So they're really taking their time, and they are a one-team studio. Yeah. So, they're awesome. That's the whole thing. I'm yeah, so, so stoked to see a new IP from them. Something brand new. Here's our own game. We're not just making Kratos's. You know what I mean? Because like, I thought those were fantastic games. You know, They were the ones that honestly turned me on to God of War a little bit because I didn't like one or two that much for some reason. But the 
PSP ones hit the right strides, the right notes for me to be on the go and, and care about it. So to see them doing something here that is a console game. That do we know what hardware. this game is yet? Is it a first-person shooter? Yeah, I, I know it no, is. No, it's so third-person, right? It's a third-person linear narrative-driven action game. Got it. With shooting mechanics. Alternate history. You're it borrows London. elements from Time Cop. Yeah. yeah. So Nothing wrong with that. So basically, it's um, the order is like this millennial, millennium-old order like there's like a, a fight between humans and this mysterious species of like whatever they're not zombies everyone's like it's a zombie game they're not zombies uh and the order is like what keeps everyone safe and when the industrial revolution happens in the real timeline the our timeline alters um it like basically the humans have like the edge over them for the first time and it's about like how they're taking them out um and you'll notice like they point out really interesting things in the trailer like there are zeppelins and blimps in the trailer but that really didn't happen until the 19 teens so like there's but like they're still using horse drawn carriages. So like there's like all this weird tech spin off shit. Some things happened, some things didn't. And their guns right. are obviously like really futuristic. It's I called it steampunk and they were a little offended by that. They were like, it's not really steampunk. I, I kinda think it is, but um they were like they were but you like, brawled. <laughs> they, well, they, they were like it's a little more it's like the, the Victorian edge, like they're not going for like futuristic backwardsness, if that makes any sense, which is really what steampunk's all about. If you think about, like, Final Fantasy VI, for instance. Like, mm-hmm. it's in the future, but it's also in the past. Right. This is, like, in a time that, you know, 140 years ago. It's like, that's when it takes place. So, it's not theoretically steampunk. Um, but it's definitely got that aesthetic. I think the game's really exciting uh, just talking to them about it. They're, like, really passionate and interested in it. I want to see more. I was disappointed that they didn't show more. Right. Because um, that that game and uh, The Witness were two games I saw but didn't get the Can play. I get a Witness? Um, and The Witness, I, I don't know about that. I, I, I know people are, are, you know, really excited about that game, and it's really thoughtful and clever, but I don't know about that game yet. Like, just watching it being played, I, I think it's like it hits one note over and over again, just constantly. And I don't know if that's... What like if what, it's a really good note? It, it, it seems the like a really interesting note. note. Like the cool, the cool thing about Jonathan Blow is that he C flat. He's like really. That's it. He's really IGN's top twenty five notes. <laughs> <laughs> he's like really into his games, and uh, he talks about them in like a very artistic and authoritative way, and I appreciate that. But I feel like it's not the game's not what I thought it was, mm-hmm. and I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about that yet. Final question comes from Ali. Writes it to beyond at IGN.com. Just like you can and should. A lot of people are up in arms about Snake's new voice in Metal Gear Solid Five. I think what people are forgetting is that this is not Solid Snake we're talking about, but rather Big Boss, a.k.a. Naked Snake. My theory is that Kiefer Sutherland will voice Big Boss, and David Hayter will make an appearance as Solid Snake, either towards the end of Metal Gear Solid Five or possibly Metal Gear Solid Six. We all know Big Boss will ultimately cross paths and be spoiled... Spoilers. Killed by Snake. Solid Snake. So it would be pretty weird to have the same person with two different voices talking to each other at the same time. So that's why we get different voices. Or same yeah, voices. that would be the weird thing in the Metal Gear <laughs> yeah, that, Solid game. That's that where things get crazy. Ease up. <laughs> I understand what you're driving at, Ali. And I agree with you. That does make sense what you're pitching. But mm-hmm. we keep you were able to suspend your disbelief that, you know, I mean, he, David Hayter was Naked Snake. He was Big Boss already. And now he's older. Sure, you're doing this. I mean, David Hayter was on up at noon, and granted, the man's an actor, but he seemed pretty confident he wasn't going to be in this game. Yeah, I, I, I was, was telling weird. people after that, uh, friends of mine were, like, texting me, and they're like, well, he, it was all part of the act. And I was like, I don't know, Greg and I had lunch with him for, like, an hour, we had drinks, like, I know, yeah, he's he can he can act, but that was legitimately, like, yeah, I'm just not in that game, so yeah. we'll see. You'd hope, I mean... That, yeah, so there's still room that they'll call him and be like, sure, well, sure, sure, sure. And that'd be awesome, but it's just one of those things of the whole way this went down and how so publicly awkward and everything else, I really doubt that you're going to see him in this game. And then you have to imagine 
if they were going to do it next game, they hung him out to dry. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not even an official note of what was happening and, like, this is our plan. Don't freak the fuck out when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> when, when people announce you're not in the game, don't go on Twitter and get crazy. Yeah. Well, we already we already did that. We did it for him. But, I mean, he would have talked us out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I mean, we, we had a whole campaign going and I, lots of people were angry about this. And he sat down with us and he looked us dead in the face and he's like, no. Yeah. So... Hopefully, we'll they, see. Yeah, it, if it happens, it won't happen without a very awkward phone call. I, I, what I'm most excited about with this new Metal Gear game, two things. Yeah. Oh, open world. Which Horse is really stealth. Cool. Stealth horsing, yeah. And right. the bad guys look really cool. Like, I, I I really don't feel like there's been a compelling cast since really the first one. Like, the second one, Fat Man's in the second one, obviously, is the best. Yeah. But, like, the, there's no, you know, like, when you think about, you know, Vulcan, you know, Vulcan Raven and, and Sniper Wolf and... You know, Psycho Mantis and all these guys in the very Psycho Mantis, you know, and 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 Decoy Octopus, the best one of all that you won't, you never actually see. Uh, that bangs like a, this Decoy Octopus drum every time Metal Gear <laughs> comes up. Uh, Does it just to annoy people? <laughs> you do see Decoy, you do see him once, but it's he's as someone else. Yeah, uh, Darpa Chief. And uh, so that's like a really compelling crew. And I, I, when they introduced all the bad guys in this new one, I'm like, this is like kind of a, a really cool group. I really like Skullface a lot. He's the new Fat Man. And uh, I like Quiet. She seems like a sni- like I bet you that they know which sniper wolf. This is the bikini girl. She's the sniper. The bikini girl. Yeah. Yes. What? You don't not like- not not shaking my head at you. Oh. But come on, really? Oh, they couldn't put her in clothes. No, they couldn't give her a name other than Quiet. Her name's Quiet. She's quiet in a black bikini all the time. <laughs> okay. That's what she. That's what she's, she's got. Boobies to- and no voice. That's what she's. She's coming. Video games. That's, that's that's the only way she can snipe. I, I can't wait to see the backstory there. Well, I just think that oh, she, I, I just think that her school, design but, is like but much the, cooler than Ocelots or something. But like that. the armor that would have kept me alive if ever in combat was too <laughs> was too cumbersome. So I started wearing a bikini. <laughs> when are they going to decoy Octopus has to come back? Oh yeah, well they got to introduce him. He's going to probably get his own game. Metal I, Gear Solid. It would be a Vita game. Metal Gear Solid. This decoy game played Octopus. in the eighties, right? So that they're this yeah, right probably is, we're probably catching up to the time so, on that way. Yeah. These guys are all still alive, and that's what I'd like to because the Shadow Moses instance what ninety nine, right? Yeah, maybe. So, it would be cool to just work some of those guys. Like, if you just see Vulcan Raven or someone like... Sure. Or even... even I mean, you figure that's always been the big thing about, like, Ocelot, right? We saw him in 3 as a young Ocelot, and now he's get, he got old, and then he got a hand down in there and all that stuff. Spoilers? Yeah, whatever. No one even knows what the fuck's going on. I, I just hope that horse you can't spoil die. Story. Don't kill the horse. Hey, guys, there's a horse riding by us with a saddle on, but no person. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah, it. That, that's... Keep patrolling. There's a spy trying to break in. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I that, love scene, that. that scene was fucking stupid. I just like that they put it up. Yeah, yeah like horse stuff. Yeah, it was it was making fun of it. Good lord. Can he change colors to the horse? A horse of a magic a different color? Was that what that was? It'd called? be funny if the horse hung him out to dry and just spin around and you just see a man hanging inside like, hey, shoot that horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the exclamation point of <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been podcast beyond episode two hundred and ninety-eight. Only if you're doing the math, two, but three more episodes till podcast beyond 300. Remember, we had to do the we had to do the little jump step. Remember to make it work. Let's do one more call before we go. Okay, you can do that. I'll start okay. doing the wrap up. Okay. Um, remember, IGN.com pays the bills and keeps the lights on. So go there, read the articles, watch the videos, talk to Brian in the comments of everything. Sure. If you want to talk to us on our personal Twitters, that sounds great. IGN's IGN. I'm game over, Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Brian is Agent Bizzle. That's right. Andrew Goldfarb is Garfep. I was able to do that because I wrote it down and read it off the page, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. My brain breaks every episode when I try to say that without really? looking at it. Yeah, Garfep? Because I, I always want to go Andrew Goldfarb. Well, it used, to be, Andrew it used Gar- to be Farb Gar. Really? And then Gar Gar. And then for Barbara to kept. Okay, you're right, here you go. This is Keith. <laughs> We're calling Keith right now. I'll tell him about the song.
What song? The Ryan's wrap up song. Oh. Is it Keith Morrison? Mm-hmm. Answer the phone. Keith's fucking up. Keith doesn't. Hello? Keith? Yes? Keith, I need to borrow your PlayStation. It's Greg Miller. Give me your PlayStation. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm sure he's getting his PlayStation and sending it to us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, like, every, right away, sir, right away. Every podcast beyond ends with a song and a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up. I'll try to edit that back in together <laughs> at the beginning for you, Colin. Uh, if you want to, ha- if you have a song you'd like to see. And here on Podcast Beyond, make sure you send it to beyond at IGN.com. Just like James did, he's submitting a song called Is It Possible from The Family of Man. He describes the band as, quote, a foggy blend of oral visuals, or vistas, earthy rhythms, and enchanting lullabies from the northern woods that lie near the cusp between land and oh, sea Jesus. over oh, yonder. Just play the music. Wow. James is <laughs> that submitting. wonderful. James is submitting this because he is celebrating his anniversary this week with Dominic, the drummer of the band. So happy anniversary, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Is it possible? By the family of man. Beyond. 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 Bwap, bwap. How can it be that a calendar's weeks will fly by when I sit around punching machines? Yet the form takes a new when it's waiting for you. Oh, how the seconds stick by with miles in between. Mama said, follow your heart, or you'll surely fall apart. But does it apply when we can finish what we start? I wouldn't say I need too much, but surely I think it's true. I like it so much that I wish that I was with you.
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was the one I was identified with. B. Arthur was Dorothy. She was like, right. um, this. Slutty? She was slutty and she was an alcoholic, divorcee, <laughs> and she was always just like, it's fine, sister, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, she owned that house too. They were all yeah. over with her. I had, I, I had my, my friend, uh, Tony, who lives out here, every time he sees me, like making a vodka soda, he's like, Woody, what's going on there, Blanche? Did <laughs> 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 get divorced again? <laughs> he's sick. sick. In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging, to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real, it's intimate, and it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down, no filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.